Welcome aboard the Chimera. This is the Star Wars Podcast. We will discuss everything and anything Star Wars. There's Commander MJ, Captain Phil, and I, your host, the Grand Admiral. Captain, on my mark. In three, two, one. Hey guys, how's it going? It's been a long time. It's been about a month, I think. Um, but I'm back. Yes, I'm back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off with some announcements. So, due to the lack of podcasts being released due to work-related activities, I am going to be doing my podcasts in my truck at work. Um, following this one, most likely. We'll see. <laughs> <coughs> So, for future podcasts, if you do hear a rumble, that's just my truck. Uh, second announcement, I have started working with Diary of a Sith Chick team. They created a website called the thesithchickdiary.net. I've been writing a couple articles on that website, so you can check that out. Uh, subscribe to them. Uh, it's multiple people, uh, or I guess multiple of us. Uh, doing articles and whatnot from that website. So check that out. That's SithChickDiary.net. Uh, you'll see a lot of posts. If you see anything from Mason Gillock, that's me. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the two announcements. Still kind of going solo for a while. We'll see how it, how things work. I just schedule related activities. And then uh, we'll see if Phil comes back. Hopefully, maybe. If we keep bugging him, maybe. But, anyway, getting back with the normal routine of things, I don't really have news for you guys. I know Rogue One's going to be released soon. I think it's 45 days or 46 days um, as of now. And I've, I'm excited for that movie. Uh, I was just talking to someone at work the other day about it. In a way, we were talking about... Um, like the trailer, he didn't want to watch any of the trailers because he didn't want the movie to be spoiled. And I don't think this movie is going to be spoiled. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the best Star Wars movies that we that we're going to see. Um, just with that, it's not necessarily a timeline film. Like you don't have to it's it's kind of like the force awakens in a way you kind of had to make a throwback to certain things and certain aspects to to keep in with the way that the movie's supposed to go where this is like just a single movie standalone a star wars story uh so i think that's why it's going to be one of the best movies of star wars that we're going to see um in a while but that is kind of all i have uh, we're going to go to the recommendation of the week, and I just finished this book, by the way. It is uh, Star Wars Ahsoka. That is my recommendation. I 
probably will be doing a podcast here shortly on the total overview uh, of that book in certain aspects, and I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, so if you do want to listen to that or read it, I listen to books on Audible, uh, but if you do want to read that before I do that podcast, uh, go right ahead. The book was seven hours long on Audible, so it's a fairly short book. Um, Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein uh, is the narrator of that book. She also does the voice of Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels. So it was really nice to know. You hear the voice, you know, and it makes it a lot better in your mind, mind's eye to actually imagine Ahsoka Tano uh, doing the things that she did. Um, but there were some topics in that book that I'm actually going to talk about today uh, for my topic of the day, but it's just a, a reference that she used in the book, which was the Bleeding Kyber Crystal. I know I have talked about kyber crystals with you guys before on other podcasts or uh, episodes, but um, I'm just going to do kind of the whole spiel on kyber crystals. Uh, the kyber crystal is actually the lightsaber crystal, and I'll probably refer to it as just the crystal uh, for a while. Now, the crystal is kind of like the focusing aspect of the lightsaber. Uh as the energy shoots through the crystal, it's what forms the beam. Now, in the old canon, it was known that the crystals were, like I just said, the focuser of the plasma, and the colors were variants from the crystal. Now, the Sith of the time in the old canon, uh, their red lightsabers are red because they had to make synthetic crystals. Now, when a Jedi is searching for his or her crystal, uh, it's kind of a ceremonial thing that they do. Uh, you see in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, they go to a, a very sacred cave, and it's covered by a waterfall, and they, only have, they have a certain amount of time, and it, you know, it has to be the right time of the year, the, the right day, and then they only have, you know, say, seven hours to go into this cave and find their lightsaber crystal. And I, I made the reference in my article on the website that this aspect is a lot like Harry Potter, where they say the wand chooses the wizard, the crystal chooses the Jedi. And I say that strictly they choose the Jedi, because no crystal, okay, very rarely will a crystal call to a Sith. Um, and I use the word call because the Jedi have, are, are uh, aware of where the crystal's at. The, the crystal, in a way, sings to the Jedi, and they just listen for the, the, their song. And then that's a re another reference from the Ahsoka book. She talks about how the, the kyber crystals, or the, she says the crystal sings many songs, but she she knows which song is hers. So she's able to kind of drown out other lightsaber crystals and uh, claim hers eventually. But the old canon, it was the Sith. They would have to steal lightsaber crystals 
and create their own using a synthetic way and that would create the red hue well the new canon describes the bleeding kyber crystal and essentially meaning that each crystal is force attuned they are acclimated in the force and they are a force object that is how they kind of communicate with the Jedi how they sing their song um, and is how each crystal is personalized for a Jedi um, the crystals will grow and they keep growing until the Jedi finds them now I don't necessarily say grow as in grow bigger but it's more or less like grow as in they're going to grow in the force if that makes sense but anyway, the Jedi, since the crystal is called to them, they're already with or one with the crystal. They don't have the the crystal will think as the Jedi. It will know how, what the Jedi is going to do. And in that way, it kind of makes the lightsaber um, a very force-related weapon. Not only do you have to have skill in the combat style but you really have to be one with the lightsaber I almost feel like if you picked up someone else's lightsaber it wouldn't work right for you because it's not the same crystal it's not your crystal now the Sith since this new canon they don't make synthetic crystals they just steal and take other Jedi's crystals and or lightsabers entirely and when they take the lightsaber they actually have to bend the will of the force inside of the crystal and when they do that it causes the crystal to bleed now it doesn't really ooze anything it's more or less just the, the dark side energy trying to bleed out of itself and when that crystal bleeds it actually turns the lightsaber red and that is now where we get the red color now the I the unique thing about this is if the crystal can be saved in time is is that's what I read if it can be saved in time uh, a Jedi can return the crystals to the light side and purge them of the dark energy but when they do this the lightsabers turn white so you'll see uh, or you probably have read of lightsabers being white and you see in Rebels Ahsoka Tano her lightsabers are white uh, basically it's a way for the crystals to be one with the light side of the force and I found this very interesting because it kind of proves the battle method of a lightsaber wouldn't work properly if it's not yours that being said with the Sith to bend the will of that lightsaber is just another way to also show that the crystals are force attuned so it makes a really good I don't know just sense in a way I just wish that they wouldn't have made that the new canon um, just because there's so many references of synthetic crystals in the non or the old uh, canon legends um, I was asked on the article just what's the point of adding this in the new canon because this was kind of a big thing and I think it, it was more or less just the way that the 
the franchise is growing. I mean, you're we're gonna get you know more episodes of Rebels, more movies, and just alone in Rebels we see white lightsabers, and that kind of comes like, uh, oh, you know, what causes the white lightsaber? Because you only see you know main colors, and so that kind of brings up a good you know way for a story. Um, and I like the story. I like the the idea of the white lightsaber. Um, it kind of goes with the Grey Jedi, where the crystal has seen the light side and it's seen the dark side, and it knows where to lie at this point in time. Um, that being the white the, or the gray. Some people call it a gray lightsaber, just specifically for the Grey Jedi. Um, I'm also going to talk about. It's going to be two topics topics of the day. Because uh, it kind of goes with the whole lightsaber thing, and that is Ashla and Bogan. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this also in previous episodes, but Ashla and Bogan are simply light and dark. In the old, oh, this is really far back. It's 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin on uh, Tython. I know we've t- mentioned Tython quite a bit. Uh, but it's the Order of the Jedi, and that is spelled J-E apostrophe D-A-I-I, Jedi. I also have an article about this as well on the website, and that is SithChickDiary.net, so please give that a, a click. I'll put that in the comments too, but back to the Ashlan Bogan. On Tython, there were two moons that would surround uh, itself. And that was Ashla, the light moon, and Bogan, the dark moon. And right there, just proved to the Jedi Order that to be whole and to have balance, you have to both have light and you have to have dark. Because Typhon was supposedly the perfect world. And with surrounding them being light and dark, it makes sense that to have peace, that's what you need. Now, with the Jedi Order you maintain balance. Now imagine like a fine horizontal line and you have the top side being your light side and you have the bottom side being your dark side. And almost like a heart monitor, as you're using the force, you have to tap in to certain sides. So it might be a little bit of uh, of Ashla to do like a mind trick, like a Jedi mind trick. But then if you want to choke someone, you have to dip down into, into Bogan. But you can stay there in either Ashla or you can stay in Bogan. It is to find the peace inside yourself to bring yourself back up to that line. Now, when these Jedi were too much light or too much dark, uh, saying that they couldn't get out of those selective areas, they would actually be exiled. Now, if you had too much Ashla in you, you would be exiled to Ashla. And if you had too much Bogan, you'd be exiled to Bogan. And you can kind of see at this point that certain people would, you know, they're exiled, which is a horrible thing, but if they can't get rid of the Ashla, then they just embrace it. And that's kind of how you start seeing the light side of the Force. Too many people embrace the light side. And same thing goes with the dark side. They start to embrace the dark side, and they don't want to be in balance anymore. And I, that's, I know there's comics and stuff that explain how the Jedi Order came to be and how the Sith Order came to be. Um... But I haven't read those yet, and those are also non-canon. There are, with, you know, and, and that kind of, hold on, my computer's throwing off my thoughts. 
Um, with the Ashlan Bogan, that's kind of related with the lightsaber crystal. My question is, I mean, back in the day, um, I say back in the day, you know, uh, 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, they actually had swords. Um, and the first lightsabers, in a way, were battery-packed with backpack batteries, and you had to use the force to just hold the backpack up, basically, because that's how heavy it was. Um, and they didn't last very long. And the... F I just read about this. The very first prototype lightsaber was actually called a... Um, I believe it was like a force saber. Or light saber... Um, something. I think it was the force saber. I'll have to look it up and give you guys the exact... Um, thing. But essentially it was a dark side weapon and to power the the source you would have to push flows of dark side energy into the crystal. It still used the kyber crystal and you had to pour, push your force into that and it would actually create the beam of pure force energy. And that was the first prototype. Um, and the Jedi were, were f so scared because almost each lightsaber became a Sith relic. And it was said that some Jedi would just touch those those Force Sabers and instantly go to the dark side because they couldn't handle all the pain that it had in that one little crystal. Uh, so they became, or they came up with a different power source and that's how they got the light saber. And that is why it's called a light saber because it's from the light side, not the dark side. So I I'll look that up. Um, I do believe it was the Force Saber. Um, but then again, I could just be completely wrong. But with Ashlan Bogan, we also have, or we see anyway, the um, way that the current day Sith are. They have the light side and they have the dark side. Um, I think it's a really cool aspect of it. Yes, um, it was called the Force Saber, and it was a um, dark side energy channeled into the blade via the crystal and alchemy. Um, if Jedi pick up the Force Saber, they would run the risk of immediately and unwillingly turn to the dark side simply from using it. Yes, and that is why they, they wanted to create the lightsaber to not have an evil weapon. So that's kind of the whole bleeding kyber crystal. If you see that going around, that's basically the essence of it. Um, I always think of just Ashlan Bogan, the light side being good, the dark side being tainted. Um, and you can kind of think of the crystals being tainted when it's in the dark side's hands. But back to the SithChickDiary.net. Visit that. Check that out. There's really neat articles on there. Lots of news. They do video of the day. Um, and you get to just read some other people's blogs and vlogs. Read, uh, watch those. Um, again, I will be trying to do episodes once a week. I still want to talk about Thrawn. Uh, I want to do the Ahsoka Tano book. Because that was actually a really good book. Um, so I'll probably do some of these in my truck. And hopefully... 
I will get some more guests on here. I know there's another guy that wants to be on this show, and we can uh, talk about his Star Wars story. Uh, but yeah, keep a lookout for the website. Subscribe to that. You'll get your news every single day. I'll put the website in the comments. Uh, again, though, I can't actually put URLs in the comment section, so you'll have to copy and paste the little bit there is. Um, I'm in charge, or I'm supposed to be doing like book reports, book reviews, and music. Some of the new soundtracks hit for the movies. Definitely go on there for my opinion on what I thought of the music was. I also have that here. I am going to be kind of corresponding some of the articles on there with my podcasts. Um, so I'll refer to certain articles, and I'll tell you what the article is in the beginning, and you can hit pause, look it up, read it real quick, and then we can uh, have a discussion about it. And uh, You can post your opinions and stuff on the actual article if you want to. Um, on the website, I do have my link to this podcast, too, and I do post uh, audible links uh, for the books that I will be talking about. That way you can click on that if you like the review, and you can go ahead and read that book, because... Uh, I really do enjoy Star Wars books, and uh, if I enjoy them, I think you will too. Uh, but with that, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>